Hallelujah. Throughout all the ages, we'll let our praises ring. Glory in the highest. We will shout and sing because we're standing on your promises, mighty God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Everybody that agrees with that shouts amen. Let's praise his name together this morning and remind him that he's holy and holy and holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Worthy to receive all our praise today. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him and lift Him up. Come on and praise Him. Praise Him. Exalt His name forever. Let's praise. Everybody now, praise Him. 
come Now is the time to worship Come Now is the time to give your heart Come Just as you are to worship Come Just as you are before your God Come, sing, come now is the time singing praises I love to stand and rejoice lift my hands and raise my voice I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises I love to stand and rejoice lift my hands and raise my voice sing I love to be I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I love to stand and rejoice with my hands and raise my voice. You set my feet. You set my feet to dancing. You fill my heart with joy. You give me reason to rejoice. Rejoice. I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I love to stand and rejoice, lift my hands and raise my voice. 
I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I love to stand and rejoice, lift my hands and raise my voice. You set my feet. You set my feet to dancing. You fill my heart with joy. You give me reason to rejoice. Rejoice. I love to be in your presence with your people singing praises. I love to stand and rejoice. Lift my hands and raise my voice. Lift my hands and raise my voice. Lift my hands and raise my voice. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Raise your voices and praise him right now. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Somebody Jesus. praise his name. Somebody shout glory to God. Bless your name, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Ooh, praise God. Praise God. The word says, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. If you got the triumph in your soul, somebody shout to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah to the Lamb. Mm -hmm. Thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Ye became sin who knew no sin that we might become his righteousness. He humbled himself and carried the cross. Love so amazing. Love so amazing. Jesus Messiah, the name above all names. Blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, you're the Lord of so amazing, love so amazing, Jesus Messiah, somebody praise Jesus right now, the name above all names, blessed Redeemer, you're the Lord of all. The ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. All our hope is in you, Lord. All our hope is in you. All our 
All the glory to our God The light of the world Jesus Messiah Let's praise Him The name above all names Blessed Redeemer for sinners the ransom from heaven your Jesus Messiah the Lord of all our hope is in you Jesus all our hope is in you Jesus all our hope is in you all the glory to Night and day, let incense arise. 
For you are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. <coughs> For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. sing worthy to the Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy is your name. That name above every name. We're here to praise you and to praise that name above every name. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Sing that to the Lord one more time. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Sing Waymaker to him right now. You are Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Sing Waymaker. You are Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching everything. Lord, I worship you. You are 
I worship you. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 That's who you are. That is 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 who you are, even when I don't see it. Oh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 That is who you are, even when, oh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. 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 
That is who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Would y'all sing hallelujah with me? I just sense all of heaven kind of stands to attention when that word is, is uttered or sung in heaven. Let's bring them to attention. Hallelujah. Check, check. Check, check. 
Check, check. There, I'm on the black mic now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're preaching resurrection. Maybe we should resurrect this at some point, I guess, right? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We are, Pastor Dola, are you going to, we're, we're doing communion right now, right? We're going to, to serve the communion this morning. For about three weeks, so I'm going to have Dwayne and Teresa come forth uh, for the communion. They will serve you the juice and then the bread. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. We're going to take it all together and pray. So you want to do anything, honey? Before we'll do, we'll do it together. It, it's it's a reminder to us. G, remember, Jesus said these words in Second Corinthians chapter eleven. He said, "Do this as often." He said it in the Gospels. Do this as often as you do it in remembrance of me as a reminder of yes. who you are. Uh, remember on who, who remembers seeing the Lion King. See, my kids were this big when it came out in the 90s. And they turned, I'm telling you, it was VHS. Remember VHSs? What, a, what an almost cursed thing that was, you know. But the, the, Jonathan and Susanna would sit there and be in front of this thing watching the whole deal. And then as soon as it finished, the last words of Hakuna Matata come, went off. They would put the rewind button, and guess what? They would rewind it and start it over, start again. So guess what? I almost got the script down on my heart now. <laughs> and I remember this one scene where uh, Mufasa, the, 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 the king of all the lions who had been assassinated by his brother, comes and appears in the sky to his son Simba, who had been running with a warthog and a, I don't know what the other little guy, like a big oversized mouse or rat, Timon and uh, Pumbaa. <laughs> And he'd been running with them, and his father appeared to him and said, Simba, you remember what he said? Simba, remember who you are. I can't quite do James Earl Jones, can I? But he, he, that, that was his words. And this is what Jesus is saying to each one of us. Remember who you are in Christ Jesus. You belong to him. He belongs to you. Can you say amen to that? You belong to him. He belongs to you. And everything that he has is yours. Everything that you have is his. That's the way it works. Amen. In, in covenant and in, in contract one another together like that. Sort of like a marriage, you know. Sort of like a marriage. You come together and you combine and you're combined into one house, right? And so what, what, what is mine becomes Pastor Dola's or became Pastor Dola's. And then what was Pastor Dola's became mine. I discovered after I'd stayed in her house for 24 hours under Illinois law, that house became my house. You know that? You don't know that? That's the law here. So that's what a covenant means together. And so we're doing this to remind ourselves of who we are and who he is. Amen. Are y'all ready to partake? Are y'all ready to serve the people, Dwayne Teresa? Well, go ahead, Miss Betty. I'd like to do Jesus Messiah for communion this morning. Is the other one back on? No, it's not on. Okay, just take it off. Turn it off, I guess, because it's ringing everywhere. It's not even on, but I can tell. It's, it, it's, it, the battery's dying. Okay. Did y'all sing that? Come and partake of the elements. Jesus Messiah. The name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, 
ask you for sinners the ransom from heaven Jesus Messiah he's Lord of all his body the bread his body the bread his blood the wine broken and poured out all for love the whole earth trembled the veil was torn love so amazing love so amazing jesus messiah the name above all names blessed redeemer emmanuel the rescue for sinners the ransom from heaven jesus messiah Lord of all, all our hope is in you, Lord. All our hope is in you. All our hope is in you. All the glory to you, God. The light of the world, all our All our hope is in you, all the glory to you, God, the light of the world, Jesus Messiah, the name above all names. Would you sing that with me? Blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of Messiah, Lord of all, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all. By taking this communion together, taking this communion together, we're going to pray before the Lord and what you're going to do as a child of God this morning is you're going to make everything right with him. My Bible says this, if we acknowledge and confess our sins to the Lord, he'll forgive us for sure. That's a yes. If you'll say, Father God, I, I messed up and I, I messed up in this way, he'll forgive it and clean you completely up. It's like you get a whole new shower and a whole new bath all at once. Amen. In a sauna, hallelujah, get all heated up. 
So you're all cleansed and everything. And then it says, do this, take it worthily. Take it worthily before the Lord. You're right before him. And it says, when we do that, he becomes us. We become him. I become his. He becomes mine. Hallelujah. Are y'all ready? Are you ready? Let's pray together right now. Father God, we want to want to thank you for the body of Christ. We're going to come before you, before our high priest, the Lord Jesus, and partake of his body together like he said to do. And in doing so, we believe and receive everything that's a part of that contract between us and you, between you and Jesus, actually. And then between us and Jesus, we receive every aspect of that. Believe it, accept it, and embrace it as ours. We thank you. And praise you that it's so as we partake of the body right now. Amen. Father God, we hold up the cup before you. Jesus said, take this cup and drink it. This is my blood poured out for you. So we're going to partake of that together and plead the blood of Christ in this covenant right now. We thank you and praise you. We're covered and washed clean by the blood of Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Dwayne. I can say with authority from God's word, be thou made whole. Every one of you, every bit of you whole, wall to wall, head to toe, whole, and Holy Spirit filled. We're, we're going to have Paul give his testimony before Richard I, I, comes I wanted to do that in the prayer. That, yes, that's fine. Hallelujah. Paul has a wonderful thing to share of the goodness of God this morning. Yeah, this morning, uh, for some strange reason, I gave praise to the Lord, and I put some scripture out on Facebook. My dog didn't want me to leave the house. And as I sat in the truck waiting to come into church outside, this apparatus that I breathe with quit working on me. And the Lord came into me, and I've been checking periodically with my little finger uh, monitor on the oxygen level in my blood and I have been healed by the grace of God I do not need this thing no more Hallelujah! thank you God thank you Jesus somebody shout to the Lord hallelujah amen thank, Woo! You. thank you hallelujah <laughs> Hallelujah. Or a step behind Praise you, Jesus. You know, stay in the attitude of worship. You know, the Bible wow, refers to this. Wonderful. He told he told the people in covenant with him. We just exercised covenant in that communion ceremony. And he told the people in covenant with him, uh, bring he said, bring an offering into my courts, bring of your substance what I blessed you with. And and so in obedience to that, every every Sunday, every service, we need to to receive of your uh, offering of substance because he said when we obey in that area guess what what did he say you remember i remember he'll open what the windows of heaven, the windows of heaven and do what pour you out a blessing 
pour out a blessing that there is not room, room to enough to receive. In other words, to be overflowing, right? Mm -hmm. You want your bucket full, right? Mm -hmm. You want your bucket overflowing, right? So that you can bless others with what's in your bucket. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. Let's, let's do that this morning. I, I just want to continue with Paul for a moment. Because I had pneumonia, I know what it's like not to get breath. Till then, if you're bronchitis, if asthma, y'all know what it's like not to get breath. But if you never had that, it's a horrible feeling. And to see you sit here, Paul, and not have that oxygen on you and doing good, that, we've got a miracle in our midst. Amen. We have a miracle. I just had to go a little farther with that. That just, I'm in my heart. It's just touching my heart. That is so wonderful, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. And I've been following you on Facebook with all the scriptures you put up and all of that. And, and I mean, God is so good that you came to church with all the adversities trying not to get you here. And you can sit here and breathe. I mean, we all have had that this morning, I'm sure. We had it where it's just like one thing after another trying to get here, you know. And it's just like, but... But we need to not forsake the fellowship. It's so important. It's so important. And that's why we're gathered here. And, and real quickly, if you got your bulletin, you'll see there's two pages because Easter's coming up. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, but then Easter. Easter's coming up. And what we've done this year um, to bring more people in, we sent over 1,000 out on mailing lists saying we're going to have an Easter Sunday Amen. celebration here. We've got things for the kids. We'll have cookies um, out there in the foyer afterwards and, and refreshments. And we're hoping all of you will bring, be here and bring someone, too. Amen. Um, it's spring. It's time to get out, get back to church, start in with all the fellowship with your brothers and sisters, and together in a unity, we're and bring stronger. Someone. Amen. And tell someone. Got to tell somebody like the song says. Amen. And then just real quick, we're going to start the Bible study the first, sun, uh, first Wednesday in May, which would be uh, May 4th. Women's back in Gary's office and men's at this moment back up in here. And uh, we'll have start new classes. So just remember that on, on Wednesday. And everything else is in the bulletin. And we're still doing adventures in prayer for the month of April. Yes. In the big office at the end down there, Wednesday evening, 630. A good time in the Lord. Isn't a good time in the Lord, guys? We've been there. Amen. A good time in Jesus together. Rachel, you're going to be up next. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to take bring the offering to the Lord right now. Hold it up into the air before. Hold it up before the Lord. As family together, hold it up before the Lord. And say these words. Lord Jesus, you are my high priest. I'm bringing the offering to you. And ask you to present it to my father. In my behalf and worship him with it we're obeying you Lord now your word says you open the windows of heaven pour out an un unfillable or an unreceivable basket of blessings we accept that right now and believe you for it right now amen, amen. we worship you father God we praise you father God with this right now we wave it before you, Father God. We thank you for hearing from heaven and seeing our obedience and blessing so there's not room to receive it. Amen. Are we ready, Miss Betty? We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. 
sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. We offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for obeying the Lord for uh, opening your hearts and your minds and your house to his blessing. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to say one thing, uh, as Rachel is going to be our uh, special song today. If you're in here freezing, it is my father, not Cecil's, okay? Now, what happened was we ha have an old boiler that once it kicks on, it's just running constantly, I'm told. We're down here three, four days a week, and we were having a sauna. Last two weeks, we were pouring with sweat. It's been so hot in here. So I said to Cecil, it's going to be April. Just turn the baby down. My word, we are boiling in here. So he turns it down, and, of course, it got turned down. And then we had snow. And so the building's now cold. But by next week, I'm sure it'll be changed again. But so if you're all freezing, wonder what happened. It was me. Don't blame it on him. He just listened to what I had to say. <laughs> be nice to Cecil, okay? <laughs> yes. Just be nice to Cecil. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, we don't have a regular furnace that you can turn on with the temperature, and it's going to cost a lot of money. So we're going to have to start doing some fundraising by next winter if we want something different. So like I say, just put clothes on or take clothes. Well, don't take clothes off. Don't just put clothes, clothes on. on. <laughs> Remain clothes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay, Rachel, you get it from here. <laughs> okay, go ahead and play, Cecil. <laughs> you've done how could you fall so far you should be ashamed of yourself so I was ashamed of myself the lies I believed they got some roots that run deep I let them take a hold of my life I let them take control of my life Standing in your presence, Lord, I can feel you digging all the roots up. I feel you healing all my wounds up. All I can say is hallelujah. Look what you've done. Look what you've done.
before before the boys and girls uh, do their mystery and and uh, and depart out the kids' world, I want to uh, do something special for a special lady in our family here this morning. It's a special day, a day marking another anniversary of her life. And uh, praise God. Thank God she's with us. She's been going through some stuff lately and is overcome. Glory to God. Thanks to God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Amen. Miss Linda is another year closer to eternity, another year longer on this earth today, April 3rd. Glory to God. Would y'all honor her and sing happy birthday with me? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Linda. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for Miss Linda. And Happy boys, birthday. Boys and girls, come. Come this morning for Kids World for a five-minute mystery this morning. Would you do that? Thank you, Dimitri, for not running. Thank you. Thank you for not running. Oh, I like that hat. Is that a bear? All right, cool. All right, what have we been learning in Kids World? Gabriel, sit back, please. Not on top of me. You remember what we've been learning in Kids World? We've been learning about the whole... Mm-hmm. Yes! Yes, the armor of God, that's right. Did you guys make a belt? You made the belt, that's the truth. You made a shield that you held up that was um, the shield of faith. You made the breastplate of righteousness. You weren't here that day. We got two more things to do yet. The helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Now, the reason why we have something like called the helmet is because it's a covering. It's God's covering over our head. So if you're going into war, what would you put on? That's what's in my box today. Yeah, that's one of them. What else? Helmet. Okay, let me show you what I got. No. That'd make a good helmet, wouldn't it? Would this work in war? Why not? Because it's a what? It's a B-tat. You think it, it, people were shooting at me and throwing bombs on me, this wouldn't help my head? <laughs> You're right there. Well, you guys are right. It would not help at all. We need the helmet. We need a helmet, but I don't have a helmet, so we're going to make one today. Okay, in Kids World, we're going to make one today. So let's go ahead and go back to Kids World. Everybody, welcome those kids over to Kids World this morning. Give them a, a big hand of welcome to Kids World. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. You know, uh, I, I can remember this. Going in, boys and girls. There you go. Going in, boys and girls. Hallelujah. Get that armor on your head there. Get that helmet on. Amen. Praise you, Lamb of God. You know, I, I, I don't know if you're aware, but the last number of weeks actually months actually I have been dealing with something called infirmity in this body maybe you've been able to see it at times maybe you've been able to hear it in the voice coming out the last few weeks of, uh, of the I'd, I'd see it on the video after and I go oh my goodness oh I need to have someone else 
Oh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm really discouraged the way that sounds. Oh, Warlock, you look horrible up there. What are you doing up in, up in that stage, boy? You know, thinking like that. And, and the Lord this last week, you know, it's coming up. What is this month? What's this month? What happens this month? It, it's the most important holiday, if you want to call it a holiday, of the Christian calendar. What is it called? Resurrection. Resurrection. Hey, I am so glad that y'all caught that. I don't like to use the word Easter. I know it's a cultural thing. It's a festival thing every year. It's a commercial thing like Christmas. They, they've converted into a commercial thing to, to sell eggs and different thing, costumes and stuff. But uh, the word Easter to me is an insult to our Father God in the kingdom of heaven because the festival was to honor Ishtar, Ishtar the goddess of fertility, Ishtar. And you can wrap that into the word Easter, right? And so the goddess of fertility, what's fertility? What's a symbol of fertility? It's an egg, right? What comes out of an egg? An egg out of an egg comes a baby, right? A baby bird, right? A baby chicken or a baby whatever comes out of an egg, right? And so they're honoring uh, a, a pagan holiday and a pagan goddess by the word Easter. So I just started calling it Res Day or Resurrection Day. I'm so glad that y'all all answered Resurrection Day because that's what it is. It's the most important holiday of the year. We can start the slides up there, Cecil. So it's right away we start off with one of, the, one of the slides there. Now, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, there is a wonderful song. How many of you ever remember hearing the song? If that same spirit, if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he dwells in you. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, dwells in you, and he quickens your mortal body. Yes, that spirit dwells in you, and he quickens your mortal body. Oh, that spirit dwells in you. And then you need to make it your own personal thing. Oh, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, dwells in me, and he quickens my mortal body. Yes, that spirit dwells in me. Yes, he quickens my mortal body. Oh, that spirit dwells in me. You're looking at someone who has experienced miracle after miracle and has experienced, excuse me, healing after healing in his life. I mean, in recent years and months, healing after healing, I was in the hospital a few weeks back and they said it was a near-death experience. I didn't realize it, but they said it was. And then a year ago, the same thing, two years ago, the same thing. Praise God, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells. Hallelujah. And you can say that. Oh Lord, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells here and quickens or makes alive my mortal body. Thank you, Jesus. You say it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the greatest event in all of human history, without a doubt. We're going to focus on that resurrection this month because of the special day two weeks from today. We're going to have a special Palm Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll have a special Res Day, or, or, or as they call it in the world, Easter service. And Dola, hey, here's a praise report. Dola mentioned 
that there are postcards going out to our neighborhood right in this area, a thousand homes. Did you know someone else did that for us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We didn't even have to take anything from the church budget, any of that sort of thing. Someone else uh, heard that we, we were interested in that, and they, they just called us to inform us. We're already, we're already sending it out. It'll be sent out today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they paid for it. Glory to God. And that's not going to set the world on fire for us, but you know what? There will be people. I, I was in the hospital uh, months back, and there was a man who came in as my roommate. You know how they'll do that, put two people in a room? And he was in the roommate, and they were talking about cutting off his limbs and stuff over there, too, from, from not taking care of his blood sugar issues. And uh, I got talking to the man and actually witnessing to him and sharing with him. And I mentioned to him that Adol and I were pastoring General Shepherd Fellowship. He said, really? He said, I, I've heard of that, but where is it? And I said, well, uh, Charles, it's, it's over. You know where Kinrock City Park is? Oh, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, it's the building that used to be the Kinrock Community Center. It's now General Shepherd Fellowship. He go, I know where that is. I grew up down the road street for a little bit from there. But I didn't know you were there. I didn't know it was a church. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a lot of people are going to realize in the area here, there is a Holy Ghost-filled church that celebrates Jesus. And as it says up here, what are we, what's our slogan? Love Jesus together. Amen. Thank you. This, can anybody see this right here? Can you see what that is? It's a dove. Uh, Miss Teresa, out of the, the graciousness of her heart, she is talented. Can you say amen? She did this freehand up here. She put that on. We, we were looking at this hung up, and it looked kind of, oh, it's, it's lacking. It needs a little more feel to it. She said, oh, I can, do, I can put you a Holy Spirit dove right there. So hallelujah. Thank you, Teresa. Loving Jesus together coming together as family, as one, to praise his name, and we're a spirit-filled fellowship before the Lord. People are hungry for the Spirit of God. People are hungry. The reason the resurrection is so important, there was a God-shaped, or rather a Jesus-shaped hole in the heart of every human being that's on the other side that, that, that hasn't received Jesus. That's what they're seeking for. Go around the world. I've been around the world several times ministering and seeing people and doing outreaches to different people, doing medical outreaches. And I see that same hole, that same shape of a hole in the heart of every person that I run into over there that has not accepted him. It's shaped just like Jesus. It, it, it's kind of like a, a big J-C on their heart. And it's a hole that needs to be filled by Jesus. And how does that happen? How does that happen? How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a messenger? How will they hear unless you tell them, right? How will they know unless you show them, right? Amen. Did you know that, that there was, a, I, I saw this little video clip. It's called The Invitation. And I may get a hold of it and we show it next Sunday. Did you know that the vast majority of people who have, have come to Christ and joined a church, the reason they did, not because of a crusade, a Billy Graham crusade, not because of a television show, some, a televangelist preaching. Not because of anything else other than someone who was part of that church invited them. Amen. Not because the preacher was so fantastic at the church. Not because the youth program was so good. Not because the children's ministry was so wonderful. 
not because the, the, the music ministry was so outstanding, none of, none of that. It was because they were invited by someone and there was that connection. You missed a good chance to shout amen right there. <laughs> that's, that's what it was. That was. That's what brought them in. So this resurrection was the greatest event in all of human history, and we need to let people know. I love the song, Got to Tell Somebody. Got to Tell Somebody that Jesus lives today. Glory to God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ furnishes a solution to the human problem. Who knows what the human problem is? Does anybody in here have an idea? Can you take a wild guess as to what the problem is for humans? For humans. It is sin. Really, you think about it. The real root of sin is another word that starts with an F that's four letters. It's a four-letter word. S-E-L-F. Self. Sin is rooted in self. Salvation is joy. What does joy stand for? Jesus others yourself amen getting the proper order and priority in life but you, you understand that resurrection furnishes a solution because jesus paved the way what did he say i am the way i am the truth i am the life that's the words of jesus and so no religion in this world has ever offered a solution to the self or sin problem Jesus Christ alone brought the solution. There's another problem that Jesus answers. It's just really just as big, honestly. Because you take the sin, you deal with the sin, and what's left? There is a self without God, without a guidestone, without a guide. A self without fellowship. You think about that. There was sin that a person could, could fellowship with and live with. Basically, it was the devil, you know. There was that. But now what happens? There's nothing. Jesus brought the solution to another problem. Not only did mankind, I've been around the world and see this, mankind desired to be freed from the burden of sin, but also to participate in the life and the nature of God who created him or her. Think about that. You want to be free from sin, but you get free and there's a hole. Even when you're not free from sin, there's a hole in the heart. Spell J-C. <laughs> Glory to God. So we want to not only be free from sin, we want to be able to press into the secret place of the Most High. And we're going to examine this solution the month of April given by the only begotten Son of God during our study of that same spirit. As I was putting some, some notes, and the Lord told me to, to look at some other notes and quickly take a glance at them, I saw this. He took me on a little slightly different, uh, 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 a little side street to deal with something today. We're going to examine that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Did you know that the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 6, God is talking through the apostle Paul to the people, and he says this. Here are the basics that you should have all down pat. You should know these basics. He said uh, of sin, of judgment, of righteousness, of the resurrection from the dead. That's one of the basics. That's the Bible basics we should have as a child of God. We should know that in and out. The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the resurrection from the dead. 
He was the firstborn, it's called, right? He was the firstborn from the dead. First begotten, right? But the firstborn from the dead, it calls him. And he's bringing a company, a vast company, I believe millions and millions, maybe billions of people he's going to bring back to the Father's house at the resurrection of the dead forever and ever and ever. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. That same spirit that raised him from the dead, that's a promise I want each of us to learn to internalize, to digest inside of each of us. That same spirit quickens our mortal body. The mortal means the death-doomed body. And it quickens, it says, it makes alive this body that we're in. We don't have to put up with infirmity and sickness. We don't have to tolerate it. Yes, it, you know, the Bible talks about fiery darts shot at us, right? Anybody in here have had any fiery darts shot at them lately? We've had, we've, we've been ambushed. It was like, you know, the, the old movies with the cowboys and Indians, and they're in the wagons, and they, what do they do? They turn the wagons in a circle, and they're all inside the wagons, and arrows coming. And every once in a while, an arrow will hit someone, and they'll go, oh, it'd fall over, right? right? We have felt like, I have felt like at times lately, that I'm, in, I'm the only wagon train there. I'm not in a circle, but arrows coming from every direction. Have you ever felt that way, anybody? You ever had that happen in your life? And I'm aware, I'm aware of, uh, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the grapevine too much. I never have been one to get into the gossip training, that sort of thing. I, but I do, things do come my way. And the Holy Spirit opens my eyes at times. And I'm aware that, that there are things that you've been dealing with. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of them are just horrible things. Teresa, that was, that was you know, I, I really, I still feel torn up. At, at your recent loss. You know, we didn't lose him. He just moved to a different place. He just moved. He just beat his homes, all he did. <laughs> but that just rips you to pieces to think about it. But you know what? We have the victory. Glory to God. There's a, in 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about he, we always have the victory. And it's because of this resurrection that Jesus brought for us here. Amen. Turn with me, if you would. How many of you got your sword with you this morning? A form of your sword. It could be your, your iPad or your phone or, or a, a printed Bible. I still like feeling paper between my fingers and looking at print on a page. Old school, I guess. I still like that. When we do Jesus time, I get this, this new Bible Dola blessed me with for Christmas. I get that out. It's a little larger print. You know, I've been dealing with some eye issues lately. It's a little larger print. I can read it without goggles. <laughs> So hallelujah. It's exciting to get this word and realize that we have victory that's been promised that is ours if we'll grab hold, lay hold and embrace it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. When you get that, say amen. Get your sword in that spot. Say amen. Shout amen, somebody, when you get it. Not me, not me. <laughs> That's okay. You got a helper over there. That's okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And those of you that are worship streaming with us this morning, get up there to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I have got quite a bit to go through, and we're going to get, we're, we're going to get through this. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, 
We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, I want to give you a context to what he's talking about there. How many of you remember Hebrews 11? The very beginning of it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it goes through and talks about a, a list of people there, right? They were our heroes of faith. Uh, they were before Israel. They were several of the, the patriarchs and the people, Adam and Eve, different ones back there. They tried to live for the Lord. They tried to live by faith. And it says this, that uh, they, they were, says they died in faith, not having received the promise. What was the promise? The promise was resurrection. The promise was being brought back to Father's house completely. The Israelites had a, a promissory note, so to speak. Because How was the promissory note? It was written in the first half of this right here. The Old Covenant, they had that, and they lived in that. Based on that, they had that version of salvation for their people back in the day. But full salvation for all people was the promise of God, you see. And, and so the, the, the heroes of faith are listed there, and it says they died in faith not having received the promises, but having uh, waiting for a better promise that we have gotten. Everybody say, better promise. I have it. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. <coughs> they waited. But you know what it says? It says as they were going through walking in faith, it says they looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. They looked for a city. What's that city called? Anybody know? The city, the, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of God. The mountain of God, it's called. They looked for that, and in looking for that, they lived by faith. What they couldn't see, what they didn't have in their hands, what they weren't possessing at that moment, they could feel with their senses. They were living by faith, and it says, we have a great cloud of witnesses, people who have gone before us looking for that city. They're in the grandstands watching us. Since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, Let's do what? Let's lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let's run with endurance the race that is set before us. Verse 2, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We have witnesses. Let us run our race with endurance. How did we get witnesses? Anybody know? How did we get witnesses? How did that grandstand of heaven get filled up? Have you ever been to a professional uh, athletic game of any kind? Anybody? I can remember being blessed with tickets to a Phoenix Suns game, you know, the NBA team. And they were a hot item that year. And uh, uh, we went to this st arena stadium in Phoenix, and this seat, I think it would have cost $150. We were, I mean, you look down, and it looked like you're looking down a mountainside, and the, the, the men playing the game down there looked like little stick men. It was so far away. <laughs> we were so, so far up, it looked like a little stick, like little high school players or little kindergartners running up and down the field there. And, and throwing this little pea. It looked like they were throwing a little bitty pea across the court. You know, that was amazing. 
to see that great cloud of witnesses in that stadium, in that arena in there. But think about this. The cloud is even bigger from heaven because it's the universe and they're all grandstand watching each of us. And what are they doing? Jesus endured the cross disregarding the shame. And what happened? He's now exalted. Think about that. Shame and guilt. Think about that. Everything heaped on him. The Bible says all the sin of us all was laid upon him. And it says that that was shame and guilt. He despised that shame and guilt. He, he pushed it aside, despised it. He spat upon it. And it says what happened to him now. He's exalted. Would you look at another verse quickly? Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 to 9. I'll quickly read through this. When you get that, shout amen. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 9. And understand as I'm... As I'm going through the notes, the Spirit of God will pop something else up into my mind, and I'll quickly write it down and add it in. That's one of these things that happened right there. He was despising the shame, moving past the shame, and guess what happened? He became exalted. Uh, let this mind, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Let this mind be in you, uh, which was also in Christ Jesus. That mind means this thinking be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, who's sitting on the throne of gold, the most wonder, the crystal glass floor. Think about the wonderful place that he was there. Who being in the form of God, considered it not something to be greedily grasped at, to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness in the image of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven, those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of of God the Father, he, humble, he endured hostility to rescue us. He said it in Luke 19 and 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think about that. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think of an old house. I remember taking an old farmhouse 23 years ago, 1996, and I had a vision of this. The, the, it, it had been allowed the people in there that had lived there and sold it to us with the acreage. They, he was 85 years old when they sold it to us. He had, had gotten Alzheimer's. And uh, he, he kind of didn't know what was going on. Now, I mean, he seemed, he, he, they tell me, the neighbors tell me that he would get a shovel and dig a ditch 150 feet along across the, 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 the yard or pasture right there. Just in one day, just did. he was very physically fit and vital, but yet his mind was leaving. You know, and he said, when we went to the closing table, uh, he said to his wife and to the people doing the closing, he said, now, I remember I said it's got to be cash right there on the table in front of us. This was tens of thousands of dollars. I told you we're not going to do this if you don't have cash on the table right here in front of us. So we had to get past that. You understand what we're dealing with. And he had allowed, because of his infirmity 
and his wife had gotten up in years. At their infirmity, they had allowed the house to be unmaintained for a while. You know what I'm talking about? It needed some restoring. It needed some cleaning. It needed some painting, some siding, some roofing, all kinds of stuff it needed. And I envisioned in my mind when we found this place, it was the only place we could afford. I mean, prices had been like they are right now, had gone out of the stratosphere in places. And we were trying to get out of the middle of the city in Tulsa. And so we, we went up there and, and closed this place. And we had a job ahead of us. We had to follow a vision. We, had, we realized we're going to have to tear this out. We're going to have to cover this over. We're going to have to install a hardy board. And we're going to have to put the tile we like in the kitchen. All these kinds of things. We're going to have to fix these bathrooms up the way we want. Change the toilets out. Uh, the septics, here was nothing. The septic system, uh, you'd flush the main bathroom. And it would come out rolling back over the toilet on you. And we found out that they went, we went out and dug out and found out there was about a 100-gallon concrete septic tank out there. Imagine that. Imagine that. 100 gallons, and you flush about three to four or five gallons out of a toilet one load, right? So you're filled up in a few days' time with that. So we had that to deal with. We had a whole lot of things. We had to come back to make this a place we could point to with a little pride and say we live there. And a place that we wouldn't be stunk out of because of the septic system. We had to deal with all that. We had to go in and with love and care renew that house, okay? So think about Jesus. Uh, you seek and then you save that house which was, uh, which was lost. The Greek word for lost was apolos. And what it meant was something ruined, something trashed. Something devastated, something destroyed. Here's something interesting about that. That's the same root word that we used for the title of Satan, the devil. The destroyer, the ruiner, the devastator. That was the same word. Think about that. So Jesus came to seek and save that which was destroyed, ruined, devastated. Think about yourself before Jesus took over your life, before you turned it over to him. You know, were you ruined? Were you devastated? Were you destroyed? Was your heart ruined by sin? Think about that. So Jesus came to seek and save that which was Apollos. Uh, to seek meant zeteo in the Greek language, zeteo, an intense search comparable to an FBI investigation. They're very thorough. Anybody ever dealt with FBI? Well, I hope I never do again. They weren't investigating me, but I, I, boy, I'm telling you what, they're pretty thorough. They ask a lot of questions. They want to see everything. They want to know everything about what they're investigating. So think about that. Jesus came to do an FBI investigation for you, <laughs> to find you, to seek and then to save. He not only wants to seek you and find you, he wanted to save you. And in the, the Koine language of the day, that was the word sozo. Sozo. Uh, that is a rescue. That literally means a rescue, implying immediate deliverance from the danger that you're in with a return to safety and full restoration. Hallelujah. Not only does he find you and rescue you, he makes you whole, makes you safe, makes you blessed. Glory to God. So it's not just a salvage from further destruction. 
but full restoration and redemption to newness, to newness. Not just a salvage to stop destruction in your life, but uh, and merely survive after that, all wrecked up and tore up, right? But, but a, a return to stability and a full restoration like new. Think about that. Not a second-rate version of the original, but a glorious new you. He came to seek and save, to rescue the ones who were devastated, destroyed, ruined, and make you. Glory to God. Hallelujah! <laughs> to make you better than new. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. You're aware of that scripture. I hope. You've heard it enough times that you have it memorized. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. Glory to God. Think about that. Uh, and then that you go on from that. He rescues you, makes you like new. There's a reason. Ephesians 4, 22 through 23, uh, the Bible talks about... Uh, uh, Hallelujah, getting ahead of myself here. Glory to God. He talks about you're to walk in newness of life uh, This that you put off uh, concerning the former conversation or lifestyle, the old man. I love that song, the old man is dead. Glory to God. Uh, concerning the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful us, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, you have a new outlook. Glory to God. Brand new outlook because you're better than new. Hallelujah. Claim that before the Lord. Father God, I'm better than new because of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. Glory to God. Rescued you to walk in newness of life. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. This is very important. This is a message, a message of the resurrection. 1 Peter 2.23, when you get it, shout amen, somebody. 1 Peter 2.23, for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Now, that's a heavy-duty subject, suffering, Christian suffering. Do you realize something? Uh, the Lord Jesus came as the Redeemer. The Lord Jesus, what he suffered, it was horrific. If you ever seen the movie The Passion of the Christ? They did try to portray it fairly accurately there. They wrecked him up pretty good physically. And then on top of that, spiritually and, and mentally, the Father God put the pressure, the burden of every bit of your sin forever in eternity. He put that all on at once. Hallelujah. Think about that. But think about that. Jesus suffered for us leaving us an example to follow his steps. To follow is the word mimete, and it means to mimic like a child would mimic. You know, you, I, I, there's a song about he's my shadow. Have you ever heard the song, he's my shadow? Talking, a father talking about his little boy, and his little boy is everywhere he is. He's his shadow, and his shadow is acting and looking in shape just like daddy. Think about that. Daddies, those of you listening, uh, streaming with us, your kids are watching you, and they're mimicking you. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. Do what I do. Amen. That's a good motto to have. Amen. 
uh, be an example to these kids. Now, Jesus, it says he suffered. That's the word papcho, P-A-P-C-H-O, papcho. It means to suffer, to undergo hardships. It means being ill-treated. It means experiencing adversity. It never refers to sickness. So I want to say from that one verse, from your original language uh, meanings on that, suffering in Jesus or for Jesus does not mean suffering sickness. It can't. It means adversities. It means opposition. The example, Jesus had opposition. Look, Think about that. Think about that. Uh, Jesus experienced a measure of suffering his entire life, his entire incarnation here on the earth. I don't call it his life on the earth because he's lived forever and will live forever. It was his incarnation. Incarnation means he incarnated into a body. Remember that? Remember the Christmas story, right? He came and the Father God, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she had the seed of God in heaven in her womb and it was the Son of God coming into her womb. And it says in Philippians there, he humbled himself, right? Became a human, became as a bondservant, as a human. He did that for us so he could pull us out, redeem us out of that. So he had suffering his entire life of incarnation. Uh, one, as a child having to flee from Herod. You remember that? Now, he was a baby, yes, but there was a great deal of suffering. A baby needs stability. A baby needs sameness. A baby needs tameness. A baby needs love and care. And imagine that being on the road. You know how hard it is to travel in a car on our interstates? Three, four hundred miles with a baby? You know how hard that is? How probably difficult it is on that little tiny thing <laughs> to go across the road that far and that long. And how, how much suffering mom has to go through with that. Amen? That's terrible. It's horrible. So as a child fleeing from Herod to Egypt uh, with a threat of death on him, uh, at, at the hand of religious leaders who hated him, who lied about him, who opposed his every move, who were horrible. You know, you realize they put a fake trial. Last year, I shared about the trial of Jesus. Remember that? I shared about how they did so many illegal things. Our Supreme Court would have cast the trial out and voided the results of the trial had that been appealed to them. Because so many things, that they broke the law in enforcing the law on Jesus. They broke the law so much. Think about that. So they, the, it was the church folk who did it to him. Think about that. The religious people. Hallelujah. They had no relationship with their God, but they were religious. Uh, number three, at the hand of immature disciples who frustrated him. Remember, he, he's, he, he's, remember he's on the boat on the lake that day, on the big, in the big, big ocean that day, and it says a wind came up and the boat started doing this, and, and it says he was asleep. This is the son of God. He didn't need to worry, did he? Not going to go anywhere. He's asleep in the back of the boat, and they wake him up. So, oh, Lord, we're going to die. Oh, Jesus, well, Jesus, 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 we're going to die. And he, 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 it says he got up, and he said, oh, you little face, what's wrong with you? He walks up to the, to the, to the front and says, hush, be still and hush. And it says, boom, all of a sudden, the boat's doing this, and suddenly it's calm. And they all said, 
Wow, what kind of dude is this? Man, <laughs> this must be the Son of God. Wow, think about that. So he, he, he think about Jesus' mind. You bunch of wussy faiths is probably the word he would have been using there. You bunch of little wussies faith in faith. Get your faith up, people. Think about the, 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 the tension that would have been on him, the immaturity that came, the frustration that was on him. Now, number four, he was betrayed by his best friend. That is suffering. Anybody ever have that happen to you? In the final years in Oklahoma, I had a, a man, an older man, who actually we, we would sing in a trio together sometimes. He was, he was the first one, the first at, at our church that we had. He was in the front with his hands in there. Hallelujah. Huge betrayal. I'm talking about in trouble, uh, legal and everything. Huge betrayal. Yeah, I, I'm probably still hurting from that. I have forgiven, you know, within a, within a year's time, we, I was at a singing, and he happened. He kind of disappeared for a while after that, but he showed up at the singing, was toward the back of the, of the building there, and I was running this CGMA thing, and, uh, and I got off the stage to go back for something. Someone was up there, and he was at the end of the row, and I walked up and stopped beside him, and he thought I might be ready to hit him or something. I held my hand out and said, how you doing, Jerry? Bless you, brother, and walked on out. But it was a horrible, horrible thing he did to me, introducing, introducing me as he's like my son <laughs> all over the country. And, and, and that was a horrible thing, hurtful thing. So think about that Jesus betrayed by his best friend Judas. The Bible says that Judas was his buddy. He was so close to Judas, he entrusted the treasury of the, of the Evangelistic Association. They had big offerings. You realize that? They had big offerings coming in. And Judas was the trade. He was an officer of the corporation. He handled the money, the banking, everything. He was his best buddy and betrayed him, sold him out. Suffering, extreme mental pressure in the Garden of Gethsemane. The, the doctors say that had to be the most horrible thing any human could go through to be so under pressure and so burdened down in their brain, their mind, that blood's coming out of their, their sweat pores. Horrible, horrible pressure on Jesus. Horrible, horrible suffering. Also, number six, suffering the death of the cross. The Romans were the ones who brought that to the forefront of punishment. The Romans engineered that for maximum torture and suffering effects. Think about that. If you've ever had a chance to see the Passion of the Christ, I think it was 04 when they came out with that. I was in Australia, and they, they drug me in to see that. And it was pretty moving. It was pretty moving. They pretty accurately portrayed the things that happened at the crucifixion on that. Think about that. The horrible physical things, the maximum physical suffering, and then the mental suffering, his own best friends, his disciples running away, hiding like a bunch of chickens. Think about that. And Father God, I do a song called The Man in the Middle. It talks in there about how Father God, and a song called I've Never Seen 10,000 Angels Cry. And it talks about he turned his head away. 
God turned his head away. Think about that. Think about that suffering. And I want you to notice something about Jesus. It says he, he's our example, right? That's what the, it talked about First Peter. We should follow his example. He's our example. Notice this. He stayed in his love walk. Always. All the time. The Bible says he was without sin, right? If he's without sin, he never left his love walk because what did he command each of us to do? Remember the new commandment I give you that you love one another. You can turn to your neighbor and say, I love you in the Lord. <laughs> I love you through Jesus. Amen. Amen. He stayed in his love walk. Why is that always? Because God is love. He stayed there. Now, Peter is illustrating the suffering of Jesus. And in doing that, he's exhorting us. Exhort means to call nearer to God. He's exhorting us to follow Jesus' example to draw you closer to heaven, to the kingdom of heaven. Notice in the Garden of Eden the decision of Jesus, Matthew 26, 53. He's in the Garden, not the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane. He's there and he's suffering. Remember, he was sweating blood. A horrible, horrible pressure and tension upon him. And did you know he said it to the people because Peter wanted to cut people's ears off with a sword and all that sort of thing. And he said, don't you know I could call 12 legions of angels to deliver me right now? Don't you know that? People, don't you know that? Think about that. He's referring back to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter uh, 19, verse 35, Hezekiah, uh, Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. Assyria was the United States of America of their day. They were the empire of the day. They were the most powerful. They had the best Navy SEALs. They had the best Green Berets, all that. And Sennacherib was going through the countryside uh, su uh, subduing nations so they could pay him tax and tribute. And Hezekiah, it says, went and got all the silver and gold in the temple and cut it off the post, everything, and paid it as, as a, a tax to Sennacherib. And the next year, Sennacherib is back. He lays siege to Jerusalem. He has his secretary of state and his army people go up and speak in Hebrew, hollering at the people. Who do you think is going to deliver you now, people? Who is this you're trusting in? Hezekiah has cut off all his poles, the heathen poles. He's, he's taken all his worship places, the hype. He's taken them all away from you. Do you think your God is going to listen to him now? Huh? 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 What you going to do now? What you going to do? What you going to do? And Hezekiah began to pray, it says. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah the prophet and said, you watch me. You watch. He has spoken against me and against you. You're my people. You watch. I'll lead him back by his nose like a bull with a ring back home. And he'll die there. And the Bible says that night, 2 Kings uh, 1935, it says the, 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 how many is the? The angel of the Lord. How many angels is that? One angel of the Lord came to the camp of the Assyrians. He slaughtered 185,000 green berets. They're the, the cream of the cream, right? He slaughtered them in one night. When they woke, they were, it says they were all dead. And Sennacherib, he didn't kill Sennacherib, the, the, the king. Sennacherib went back home, 
and his own sons assassinated him at church, it says. That's our God. That's the power of our God. So look at Jesus here in this garden. There's a Roman, a couple of Roman garrisons there. That would be about 250 to 300, maybe a battalion, 600 something, maybe. So think about that. I can call 12 legions of angels. What do you think they're going to do to 635 Roman soldiers? One of them wave his finger and their heads come off, right? Jesus could have done that. He, he, you know, and it had been you and I, we probably would have, right? <laughs> Lord, I don't think I can go through this. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to make it, Lord. Bring my angels. Get my angels down here, right? We might have done it, but Jesus stayed in his love walk. He stayed there. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, he, uh, uh, one angel slaughtered 185,000 in one night, so 150,000. How many, how many it'd take the entire earth out, right? He killed the whole earth, right? Twelve legions. So he could have done that. Now, the example, Jesus, he's an example for us. That's the word hupogramas, H-U-P-O-G-R-A-M-M-A-S. Hupogramas. And it's talking about a school child, a little student, carefully watching their teacher. Sometime I would like to get it so we could have screens and we could be up on a laptop up here and actually writing stuff on that screen and it shows up on the, the, uh, the big screen up there. Could teach with that. That'd be awesome. But think about that. Uh, a school child watching the teacher to learn from them. The teacher's up here writing on the chalkboard or the, the dry erase board or whatever, working on that and saying this is this and this is this and if you do this, you'll get this. Imagine, and the teacher is teaching them the alphabet. So the teacher says, here's how you write a T. See right there? Go line down like this and line across like this. Here's how you write an O. Just take your pen and go, your, your chalk and do like this. Make a kind of an oblong circle like an egg like that. That's an O. And here is a G, a G, like this, see? So the student is out there and you very carefully at their desk watching, oh, straining to make sure they get it all right, and then they carefully write it down. That's the word hupogramas here. The be, Jesus is the, let him be our hupogramas. He's the one. He's the teacher, and we're the student. He's the example. But the focus, you see, you focus on that blackboard learning from the teacher, right? The blackboard is what in this case? is the blackboard the word look at what Jesus has already written on the blackboard for us that's the example hupogramas uh, number one how he dealt with unfair criticism here's the example that we need to learn from and pay attention how did he deal with unfair criticism how did he respond to attacks on him they didn't come and beat him up they maybe threatened to they were always looking for ways to kill him, right, or arrest him, right? But they're always attacks, social and legal attacks. How did he deal with them? By the word, by the chalkboard, the word that was there. Uh, what about when people failed or betrayed him? How did he deal with that? Has anybody ever failed you? I'm raising my hand, I'm raising both hands, okay. Anybody ever failed you? Has anybody ever betrayed you? Hmm? 
How did Jesus carry himself through horrible abuse? He, he, he still kept his love walk upright. Kept his love umbrella up through horrible abuse. How did he forgive accusers every step of the way? You ever been falsely accused? You ever been lied about? Everybody here probably ought to raise their hand. At some point, you've been lied about. How did, he, how did he forgave the accusers every step of the way? You follow his example in your own suffering. In your, I'm going to give some real-life examples that might, might have happened to you at some point. Uh, you face unpleasant situations or people. When you feel abused, mistreated, or discriminated against. Has that ever happened to you? Anybody here ever been abused by anyone? Anybody ever been mistreated by anyone? Anybody ever been discriminated against? Anybody, you ever been discriminated against because they did not like the Jesus that's in you? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Hmm? You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Remember Jesus said that? You're in the world, but you're not of, you're not from you're not constructed in from the world. You're constructed from somewhere else. The Bible says born from above. Amen. How does God expect me to respond? How does God expect me to respond? Number one, here's some things to do. Here's some things to do. Always pray to God in this world, realizing that his answer may not be of this world. Or like the world would answer. And follow the example, the hupogramas, the example of who? Of Jesus. Follow the example of Jesus. Some real life scenarios. Your boss treats you uh, badly for no real reason. You still can't figure it out. And they keep doing it. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? Free. Thank you, Teresa. What, do you quit? Do you just quit? You up and quit? What if that's your assigned job or location, what you're supposed to do from heaven? What if God has sent you to be there? What do you do? You can't quit. How do you respond to that situation? It's real life. This is boots on the ground, folks. You persevere. You, it says looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, right? Look to Jesus. WWJD. Fellow workers are out to hurt you. Has you ever had that happen? Fellow workers are out to hurt you or undercut you because they don't like your Jesus. Hmm? They're, they're, they don't like you because someone else shines through you. They don't like that. Think about that. How do you respond? What do you do? You go nice because that's what we ought to do. We ought to be nice, kind, loving, the fruits of the Spirit, right? We ought to be living as a Christian, right? Amen? You go nice, but they don't. What's up with that? What do you do? Uh -huh. What would you say? You bless them. That's right. You, bless, you walk in the love of Christ all the more. Uh, what about persecuted by fellow students? Kaylee's not in here at the moment and our other little guys are not in here at the moment persecuted by fellow students you ever had that happen when you're growing up I, I I was a mama's boy I didn't officially go to an altar and pray to receive Jesus until I was four, 13 14 as a freshman 
in high school in the summer. I didn't officially, but yet my mama was a little evangelist as a kid, having crusades in the street as a kid, and she raised me up. She raised me up in that kind of atmosphere, a Christian atmosphere at the house. Uh, but but they never tell me to get saved. But she raised me that way to live righteously. So I was what they called a goody two shears, two shears, two shoes, not shears, shoes, goody two shoes, and a mama's boy. And I wouldn't do anything that would d disappoint my mama and hurt her. And so I was always trying to do right. And I you know I, I might even point if kids are acting bad, I might have pointed to them to the, for the teacher, you know. And they hated me for that. I'm telling you, <laughs> they wished I would move on and go to a different school, you know. That was the kind of thing. So I was persecuted by other students. Uh, family members, anybody ever run to that? Family members don't like the Jesus who lives in you. And they let you know and they refuse to support you. What do you do? What do you do? Follow his example. WWJD. WWJD. What Jesus has on your blackboard, the word, copy him carefully. Amen. Copy him carefully. Pray in the Holy Ghost. These are solutions. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, 28, the will of God. Uh, here's what happens. Victory is always the outcome when we follow his example. <coughs> in closing, final scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Finishing on a note of victory today victorious today glory to God and then we want to finish with this verse 1 Corinthians 15 58 here's the reason you stay steady here's why you keep on loving keep your love walk and your love umbrella up amen therefore my beloved brethren and sistren okay be steadfast unmovable always abounding, that means overflowing, in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain or for nothing in the Lord. Everything you do, every seed you plant will come back to harvest for you. Come on, good or bad or ugly, come back to harvest. So what do we do? We're going to decide to plant the good, right? We're going to sow love. We're going to sow the fruit of the Spirit to the ones around us. Amen. We're going to deal according to our example when we're suffering. And that's difficult. That's hard. I know that from experience. Suffer in the example of our example who? Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory. Are you blessed today? This is, this is part of the message of the resurrection of Jesus to follow the example. It goes on in First Peter to say, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live to righteousness by whose stripes you were what? You were healed. Amen. That's what comes out of this obedience to the example, healing, health, and wholeness. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get on the prayer network. The men have got one. I have been because of the physical stuff going on, I haven't been as diligent to jump on that network that Jeffrey helped set up. But let's get on that, man. Let's share with one another things to pray over. The ladies have got a good deal going now. Dola gets notices of that all the time when you ladies turn that in. But gentlemen, let's get together, pray together, pray one for another that you may be healed, it says in the word. Amen? 
Amen. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, boy. I am in trouble. Y'all pray for me, okay? <laughs> I didn't realize it was so late in the day. 